Welcome back to another exciting episode of God Hates Jags. Uh, we are closing in close to the Super Bowl. We are one week away. So we're going to talk some Super Bowl tonight. We're going to talk some offensive and defensive coordinators. The guys are all here. We got a late Friday night. We did a lot of stock trading today. Shimmer, how you feeling? Are we rich yet? We're not rich. We're not uh, rich. No, Robin Hood uh, tried to fuck us all. But as long as we hold, Sean, to the moon. We're holding strong. I'm holding for stocks. I'm holding for the Jags. Patrick has common, no idea. The common fuck. Common fuck. It was the most trending story, like, uh, amongst all groups of people yesterday, but Patrick has no idea. <laughs> I feel like I heard Patrick, about it. I feel like yeah. Patrick is mad that he knows about it. I am like, kind uh, of. I'm perturbed. He's like, I don't want to know about whatever this dumb online meme shit is. You know, you always know when a story went mainstream when your mom calls you about it, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> What's to this, Doge? It. Come here, Dude, Trying to play a short squeeze to, to your mother. Uh, that's seriously how I know that something is popular because I know about it. And I'm like, man, this must be fucking huge. <laughs> yeah. Like a meme or, you know, of any kind of cultural thing has to go through so many loops for you to know about its existence. <laughs> yeah and i'm like this must be a phenomenon right now like fucking leonard fournette is buying meme stocks right now so that's how i feel that like we, coin. we have a connection you know like me and leonard fournette and other you know found both football. bad investors yeah we're <laughs> 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 but, neither of you will have money so. yeah the difference is one of them's about to play in a super bowl and one of them very is true yeah, how do y'all feel about that dude uh, i'm totally on board i have no ill will fournette's big thing was he like slept through meetings i don't give a fuck i slept through shit like i'm not a hater good for for playoff lenny i like he that new nickname really it did, I don't think he ever wronged the fan base ever. And I don't think he, when he was on the field, he did his best. I think the part I don't like is that we drafted him so high and then we got an undrafted rookie who was better in one year than Leonard Booz in four. Agreed. But he, he couldn't control when he was drafted. And I, I, I mean, That's like, he wasn't phenomenal, point. but like, I think he was okay. But off the field in Jacksonville, he did a lot. I mean, like, you know, he was involved in, like, you know, social justice things last year, and he was, like, a fan's kind of player. He would always respond to people, talk to them online and whatnot, and sign autographs. So, he was a good so guy. You so guys, you guys are rooting for Leonard to get a Super Bowl win? No, not at all. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, are we going straight into Super Bowl predictions or are we waiting no, on that? No. All right. We're, just, I got my we're thoughts. only talking about how you would feel if Leonard Fournette left the Jaguars and then won a Super Bowl. Um, if, I'm cool. If with anyone it. else was his quarterback, I'd be rooting for him. I just don't <laughs> like Tom Brady, dude. I can't get over I like Tom Brady. Dude, I'm down for Brady. I don't know if I want him to win. Uh, uh, no, we're going to get there. Uh, there's a lot of big, big moves, though, uh, by our boy Herb, right, Sean? Oh, yeah. Herb's been, been shaking a bacon. Uh, yeah, so we'll probably do, like, one more episode for, like, kind of, like, our season finale, because I don't know. Ink- Sean's doing air quotes, right? Oh, yeah, sorry, you can't see my air quotes. Uh, <laughs> strictly an I, audio podcast. When I, uh, yeah, when I upload the podcast, you can choose your season and your episode, and they're all just season one. But I guess after the Super Bowl, our pod will be officially into season two. So this is the... Uh, not a, what's well, it? that'll be the last episode of season one. After. Yeah, so wait, what is when you're watching a TV show, what's it called before the season finale? What's that the word? Penultimate. Yeah, this is the penultimate. Penultimate. Pentamulate. The pentamulate episode. That sounds right. It's that episode of the pod. Uh, so we're going to do some, some Super Bowl talk in a little bit. But, uh, you know, obviously the big thing to break down on the penultimate template episode is your <laughs> just say just say the eve of the second to last oh yeah eve eve of the last episode that sounds cool is obviously offensive and defensive coordinator those are some very riveting topics uh you know we have our coach in place with urban meyer he said he's only getting elite staff he says if the player or if the person is not elite in all categories he will not hire them 
So by default, we're about to start talking about some very elite candidates here. Uh, first up, we got to talk about our new defensive coordinator, Joe Colon. Uh, do you guys you know what Patrick earlier off the pod said he's been working like some 11 hour days. He's been pretty busy recently. So he might not have had much time to Google some of these names. So pop quiz, Patrick, what was Joe Colon doing before we just hired him? Uh, Joe Colon was part of the Ravens staff, I believe. He was. What did he do for them? He was the defensive line coach. He was. Wow. And then a couple defensive line coaches ago, who was he also the coach for? W- what? Oh, the Jaguars. <laughs> for the Jaguars. Yeah, he was former, here. former employee, went on to bigger, better things, and now he's back. Now he's back. He got a promotion. He went, he's been a defensive line coach for since 2006 for various teams. He was with us the year that we had the uh, season low sacks in the whole league. I think like we had like 20. I think that was like oh. when Jason Babin or something was our best. Austin Lane was awesome on it. Jeez. Got a shout out yeah. to him. Uh, I, I try to listen to him and Brent at work when I can. Yeah. And he you know, very complimentary of of Colin. Uh, so okay, I don't know. I like I like that he's uh, never done it at in the NFL before. I, you know, at the very least, we know we're not getting Todd Wash and just the same defensive scheme every single game, no matter what. Like, they may actually switch it up and try some things that I think, you know, professional football teams do. <laughs> and yeah. I like that. It just – I mean, he's – if he's never had the shot before, he's going to give it his all, you know. So, uh, I, I give the rating a uh, cautiously optimistic B+. Plus. Ooh, really? B+. Plus. My, my I, positive side is that he worked under uh, – um, Jim Harbaugh, or is it John Harbaugh? I'm drawing a blank right now. John for the Ravens. John. Okay, John. And John Harbaugh came from a special teams coordinator background to a head coach. And, like, uh, the thing that people say about special teams coordinators is that they're, like, extremely, like, detail-oriented. So, like, I would think that that trickled down to uh, Joe Colon being a part of his staff. Um he, did he have the same position with the Jaguars back in the day, a D-line coach? Yeah, he he's was. been a D-line coach basically okay. forever. So years and years of experience doing that. And I know, like, if you guys want to touch on it, he had some troubles back in the day with uh, – he was on a team and he ended up uh, getting a DUI and naked in a drive through of a Wendy's, I believe it is. Dude, like so, we haven't uh, done some shit. Right, that's frosty, what I'm saying, man. That's what I I'm will... saying, man. But naked? Yeah, he was naked in a drive-thru. He... In a, a Wendy's, Wendy's drive-thru? A Wendy's drive-thru. I can understand like a crystal or they... something. I think that's when they introduced the vanilla frosty. He was probably fucked up on vanilla frosties. I'm saying. So that you know, probably when, uh, kept him. When he made his order, though, uh, he had uh... – <laughs> You got the a Wendy's joke coming? Yeah. <laughs> I started laughing at it beforehand. I said the Wendy's cashier looked down at him and asked if it was frosty. (laughs) I was in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) He also got a drunk and disorderly when he was fired from the University of Mississippi after passing out in a local subway. So he loves shitty fast food. And he like getting drunk and Subway getting doesn't even have like Subway doesn't have a drive through. Right. He had to go in and then on a on a serious note though, like this was 15 years ago. Sure. Of, or longer. That's what I would say. For the majority I... of this shit. And who knows how I mean, he's he was probably in his 20s. Uh everyone should be able to do stupid shit like that in your 20s. Right. So no My point fault. was that yeah, my point was that he's been he's been in the position that he's in as far as a D-line coach for many, many years, probably because of that. But at a certain point with a certain amount of experience, you're going to have to get an opportunity. So, uh, I mean, sure. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I'd give him a cautiously optimistic uh, B-minus if we're going to grade it. 
to be fair, I just checked his age and he was kind of in his 40s. So now I'm going <laughs> to downgrade mine to a B. <laughs> he was having a, a, a little early midlife crisis. He was a, a young 40, but this, you know, I don't he, think I'm getting naked and going to the Wendy's drive. Was that a Wendy's in Jacksonville? No, 2006. It looks no, like he was with Detroit. Oh, there's nothing to do in Detroit. Yeah, to be fair, Detroit... Not, you know, not all of Detroit, but a decent amount of Detroit is pretty much just a, a rotten wasteland. So, what <laughs> I don't else think you... I've ever been. I think they I've have seen White some Castle videos. There. I like, I'm fine with Detroit. Detroit's probably like Jacksonville, but cold. Yeah. I will the say, way... though, Joe Colon, like, that's a solid name. I like the way it sounds. Oh, it looks good on too. paper. That's a that's football a name. Coach. Yeah. Joe Colon, defensive coordinator. <laughs> Joe uh, Colin, Joey C. What I like about his history, he's basically been a defensive line coach uh, since like 1991. But his first coaching ever was in 1990. He was a running backs coach. So I like that for one year he coached running backs and then was like, fuck this. Like, get me on the defensive side. This is much Never easier. Yeah, like, oh, he was <laughs> scouting the enemy, dude. That, that just makes him a better <laughs> defensive coach because he knows how yeah. running backs think. The best defensive Ooh, coach is right. understand offensive scheme. Yeah, okay. Yeah, dude. Joe Colin is scheming. He's been planning it all out. He's been taking the long con. Apparently, he's also a huge yeller. He's very, very loud and vocal. So, that's, like, the fun stuff when you, like, go to training camps. I love, like, the coaches, you know, that, like, are yelling a bunch. Because usually training camp yeah. just kind of bl- – is like, blands out and just kind of, like, you know, you watch nothingness because you don't know what's going on. So – I'm looking forward to hearing him scream and yell and cuss at players, hopefully, with kids around. I do remember <laughs> seeing a video of uh, Doug Marone at one of the training camps a couple of years ago, and they were playing, like, old-school hip-hop, and he was, like, talking to this other coach about, like – because he's a New York guy. I think he's from Brooklyn, is he not? Yeah. But he was just talking to him about, like, this is New York hip-hop, man, and just couldn't sound any more out of touch. <laughs> Well, now we have Urban. I'm gonna. Wait, we gotta know what Urban Meyer's musical tastes are all about. I'm gonna say whatever Florida Georgia Line. Winning. <laughs> Whatever's elite. Yeah, the most. I would guess. Yeah, I think Patrick's probably probably pretty close to what newest because he's all about being in touch with like the player. So he probably, probably likes knows Bible hymns and orchestras. <laughs> yeah. Urban Meyer probably know. knows more current music than I do. To be honest. Urban doesn't listen to music. It doesn't have football. I really don't think he does. He doesn't have time for it. I think it. he only focuses on football. Hey, he runs a – well, he doesn't run, but he has a, a, a bar in Ohio. That's cool. Urban Meyer does? Yeah, I sent you all a picture. You didn't look at it? Yeah, he no. has – In uh, Ohio, he has Urban Meyer's Pint House. Brent Martineau recorded their show from there today. So apparently his wife, Shelly Meyer, showed up in Jags gear. So she's probably the first person in all of Ohio with Jags gear oh. on. So. Well, it's official then. So that's cool. I'm a fan of that. I'll, I will if they open a Urban Meyer's Pint House here, just scrap lot J, like everything that was going to be lot J, just build a gigantic Urban Meyer's Pint House. Lot U. Lot U. I'm down for that. So after our a couple Super Bowls, is that the new one? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's urban. That's the urban development right there. Yeah. Do we have a new project ready to get shut down? Oh, God. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, uh, we got Joe Cullen, but on the offensive side, we have our new offensive coordinator. Uh, this is, I think, what, th- four years in a row now that we'll have a new offensive coordinator. So that's obviously, you know, successful for teams usually having a new offensive coordinator year in and year out so sure yeah yeah i'm sure that's gonna go out really well for us so we went from nathaniel hackett to john d filippo to jay gruden and now we're on our fourth coordinator in four years we're going daryl bevel who uh just recently came off of the detroit lions offensive coordinator position he's most famous for uh throwing it instead of letting Marshawn Lynch secure the Seahawks second Super Bowl. So he gets some some hate from that. But I saw some stat where like after Pat Matricia got fired, 
Daryl Bevel was their interim head coach for the last couple of games of the season, and their offense was like third in the league during that time. So kind of the, you know, theory was like after Patricia got fired, like Daryl Bevel got to like run his offense, like, you know, exactly how he wanted to since he was in charge. And basically they were just like chucking it deep down the field all the time. And I'm really okay with that. I'm cool with watching Trevor Lawrence deep bomb the ball all day long. So I'm a, I'm a fan, you know, again, we're only hiring elite. So Daryl Bevel, he's got to be elite guys. So it's got to be good for us. Don't you think? I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, he, he, he's the name that a couple of years ago, not, not in the last two or three, but before that, when the Seahawks were uh, going on their Super Bowl runs, he was the name that you heard in every like off season head coaching search. Um, I think we interviewed him before we hired Gus Bradley. Well, we um, did. I'm almost positive we did. No, um, no grudges. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the opportunity is there. He, I mean, um, he's he's held the position before. Um, got let go for one reason or another. I don't know. We'll have, we'll just have to see how it plays out. It's so tricky to like analyze these hires. And even with you're saying like the Detroit Lions offense was great last year when he took over as interim head coach, that can be tricky too. Was their offense great because their defense was so bad that they were just catching up every single game. So they're like, the only thing they were doing was throwing the ball. Um, I don't know, but I mean, he he's, he's seems like a respectable head coach that's been around in the league for a while, so let's give him a shot. Um, I'll trust Herb, I guess, for now. Full trust in Herb. I do like just looking at Bevel's uh, Wikipedia. Uh, I just enjoy this about Pete Carroll. It says, on January 21st, 2011, Pete Carroll hired Bevel to become the new offensive coordinator after firing Jeremy Bates due to offensive philo- uh, philosophy differences, and they just fired their current offensive coordinator due to offensive philosophy differences. I feel like Pete Carroll doesn't like he doesn't what is his yeah like what's his offensive philosophy if he keeps firing the coach like how many times can you hire a different coordinator and like you know pass first run first like you can't keep firing at some point maybe like blame somebody else. True. So I'll take that as it wasn't Bevel's fault. You know that was just Pete Carroll chewing a little too much gum and getting carried away with himself over there so a little too much gum that man can smack it over there but uh (laughs) Uh, actually i you know i was looking at bevel's history because i didn't know much about him um and i what i found was interesting was uh that when he was a quarterback uh he went to the northern arizona university uh which i don't think who's their mascot uh, well, we can find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, while I'm looking that up, uh, they're the Lumberjacks. That's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. And the the Lumberjacks? Arizona, nice. Lumberjacks. Arizona's so while, a desert. While, yeah, uh, yeah. What are they lumberjacking? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Daryl Bevel was the quarterback of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. His offensive coordinator was a guy by the name of Brad Childress. Mm. If you remember Brad Childress, it was because at one point he was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And that's how Bevel got his first offensive uh, coordinator position. So remember, kids, it always pays <laughs> to know people <laughs> in high places. It's always who you know, not what you know. But anyway, what I like about Bevel is that every place that he's gone, the offense has at least been successful. The Vikings had Brett Favre, and they made it to, what, the NFC Championship? I think Mm -hmm. the Seahawks either won a Super Bowl and went to another. I mean, he is obviously the one who called that uh, one-yard pass that got intercepted or intercepted by, what's his name, Malcolm whatever. Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler, who then somehow got $100 million from the Titans for that. Um, good for them. And, uh, and then even if say what you want about the lions, they still put up points and yards. So, um, I think it's a, a solid, uh, hire. It's nothing too splashy. And, uh, honestly, whatever, I'll probably be gone next season. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll give well, it. Hopefully uh, because he's getting hired as a head coach. 
I'm going to give it a solid B for B-Leet. B-Leet. B for Bevel. B-Elite. I enjoy uh, that uh, Bevel is coming here to Jacksonville at the same time that Mark Burnell is going to Detroit to coach quarterbacks. I like right, that. yeah. That's kind of funny to me. Also, Keenan we is, lost uh, – yeah, we lost Keenan McCormick. That one hurts the most. And yeah. he immediately got scooped up by the Vikings, who have a great receiving core. Because we have a guy named – ooh, uh, it's not – he doesn't have a John Smith name, so I, I don't remember it off the top of my head. Also, Honestly, I'm assuming that the, the Urban Meyer coaching staff that he has assembled so far, I'm assuming he's retaining our scouting department since the Senior Bowl was or is tomorrow. Well, they've, so, been, pra- they've been practicing for three, day, three or four days already. Right. So is our scouting department that we currently have being retained or he's going to let these scouts do the work and then bring in different ones? I'm pretty sure it always like, you know, anytime you have a new head coach and GM, like I feel like there's that year transfer where like, you know, you can't fire them now because you wouldn't have any scouts. So like, which is also kind of goes, we can talk about the trend bulky hiring. Like you kind of have to keep them for a year, you know, and then you can start transitioning your new guys in. Cause you can't just like, I don't know how big the scout staff is. I would imagine it has to be like what 50 to a hundred people. I mean, it's gotta be the same team. As this every is, other uh, team. This is a solid unanswered question. We will look into the yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. Is it 10 people? 50, Bring 100? back the unanswered questions. Like. All right. Shimmer, that's your job to find out on average yeah. how big is a team. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, Urban's been here for like a month. You can't just like hire a whole new scout team that you trust and everything. Like, I feel well, like I mean, a lot of it is. There yeah. might be a new head honcho or something. But, but yeah. the point you brought up, Sean, about – with bulky is that if he was the interim GM and is being retained as the GM, then he's going to keep, I mean, the scouts work for the GM. Yeah. They don't work for the coach. Also, why would urban fire all the urban's never needed to scout college players before. It's probably right. much different than scouting high school players. If I, which or maybe not, but honestly, it, I would guess that it is just because the talent level is so much more even and higher. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then in some cases, it's, it's not. So my guess is I doubt Urban fucked with it, but we'll look into it and I'll see what I can find. Uh, also, yeah, Trent Balky, another solid meh move by Herbs. I honestly <laughs> I mean, can't remember. Did we talk? Did we talk about him last pod? I don't remember if he was hired last time. I no, don't we think so. About He's Urban. a forgettable. He hadn't guy. been hired. Okay. I don't want to like talk we about him again if we talked it. about him last time. I don't want to. I, I truly don't remember if we talked about him. A lot that. of shit has just keeps happening. By the time we record one pod, a lot of just crazy things are happening in America by the next time where it just feels like way longer than it was. It was only like 10 days ago, but whatever. Yeah, I will say Trent Balky sounds like it's killing him to speak. Did you watch this presser at all? It's like he has the whole hoarse, raspiest voice you can imagine. It's, like, painful to listen to. Maybe he's been yelling at all his staff to, like, you know get what? their shit together. He looked, he sounded like a, de- like, he looks like an asshole, but yeah. when he was talking, he sounded like a decent enough guy, so I was like, alright, he doesn't sound too bad. You know what all three of those guys have in common? Which uh, three? How, who are we talking about? Balky, Bevel, and Cullen. All three? What? That when they were doing their jobs, they've been to a Super Bowl. They've been to Super Bowls. All three. Balky did take A.J. Jenkins in the first round, but he also took DeForest Buckner and well, Alden Smith and, you know, no one's going to hit forever. Alden Smith I was on was board with that, pick, too. Football-wise. Yeah. Alden Smith was a good pick. I mean, still Kaepernick, playing, he actually. took Kaepernick. He had a college coach into the pros that I'd never been a pro football head coach before and went to three NFC championships in a row and took his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I would say like, you and know, they lost the Super Bowl because of Beyonce. So well, I have to change my opinion. Uh, uh, I don't think Collins actually won a Super Bowl. He might've, he might've been to one actually. When was the Ravens 49ers? Super Bowl? That was like, that was when bulky was GM. Yeah. 2015? Well, he started in 2016. 14? 
Uh, maybe he wasn't right. there. Unanswer question. Unanswer <laughs> Look up question, my boy bring Joe it Cole. back. Joe Cole Either way, he's same. been on a very successful franchise for a very it's, long time. The Ravens' defense is consistently good. Yeah, and I will gladly take him. that here, then he can drive and, naked through all the Wendy's in Jackson. <laughs> and I know we were all uh, about Trent Bulky. I think maybe Shimmer was like, you know, the forefront on this. But I feel like I'm sure we all kind of agree. Like, usually – you know, hiring the general manager that failed the first time isn't usually a great recipe for success because there's a reason why I got fired. But I would say there's a slight, like, you know, in our case with Urban Meyer, who has zero NFL experience, to have a general manager who's like, you know, Urban's like the real general manager, to have somebody that, you know, at least has been around the position for years and years and might not be perfect, but like Patrick just said, like, you know, he, he went to a couple NFC championships in the Super Bowl, like, you don't just accidentally get there by picking all shitty players and doing all shitty contracts. So, you no, know, that, I think he that could help out Urban. Total sense. Because you're right. He's not the GM. Urban is the guy making the final call. Like, they don't come out and say it, but everybody knows. Right. They hired a guy who knows the terrain, which makes sense. Who can it's do just all- that our team, like, now that Urban is in the role that he's in, I mean, he's our head coach, but he has a much expanded role than just the head coach our team right now is structured differently that like the head coach is coaching on game day, but also making like the majority of like uh, player personnel decisions. Whereas the GM will have the input on the player personnel, but his job is going to be get some free agents in here. The ones that the head coach wants uh, negotiate their contracts, uh, you know, handle your scouting department, all that stuff, all the stuff that the head coach doesn't do. But, yeah, as far as, like, having the final say on the players, like, now our organization has those roles reversed. Now it's the head coach's job to do that. And I'm, I'm assuming that's what Urban signed on for, was that he can do that. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but, like, seven motorcycles are driving by my house right now. And it's <laughs> Hell, yeah, shit. dude. That's Urban Meyer and the crew, Joe <laughs> Cullen. They're going to Wendy's. They got the whole crew on those motorcycles, man. I feel bad, man. I, I hope uh, Joe Collin kills it. But that is going to be a funny reoccurring joke. Can we call him Frosty? Yeah. He got okay. fined $20,000 for that. That is the most expensive Frosty I've ever heard of. That's nothing. <laughs> a, a professional uh, football coach is my guess. Although right. a D-line coach probably, that might hurt a little. Yeah. So we're going to wish these guys the best. I, 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 even if, I don't know, it's just fun having new coaches with a new GM and a new coach and a new quarterback. So, um, it can only go up. Hopefully we're, we're heading to the Super Bowl soon. Uh, Super Bowl is coming up. It's like a little over a week from when we're recording right now. Uh, I will say just like one quick side note before we get over to Super Bowl stuff. Speaking of new quarterback, Trevor Lawrence is coming in and Phillip Rivers retires and Deshaun Watson asked for a trade. I think both those happened since we were last together. So this the division is primed for us to take over. I have I do not see how Deshaun Watson is going to be on the Texans. Like even today in the like introductory press conference for the new GM and the new head coach of the Texans, they didn't even like call him by his name. They said we're not going to trade the player. Like that already sounds disrespectful. <laughs> like, yeah, that is a, <laughs> like, that's a really strange yeah. tactic. Their GM, Nick Casasrio, whatever his name is, he Casario. looks like a skeleton. He looks like, like Lurch. He, like everything about the Texans in the past week with that Easterby guy who's like basically Joel Olstein, which like, why is somebody like that in charge of a football team? Like, what? I don't know what they're doing. I'm happy because please get a top five quarterback out of the division. So what if you guys, what, what if Matthew Stafford ends up as the Colts or the Texans quarterback next year? Does that it sounds like in the rumblings on the inner spheres than having Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I'll, yeah. yeah sure. I'll take him over that, but it, it looks like Stafford uh, to 49ers. I've is heard gaining. to the Rams as well. Yeah. So I'm totally cool with him staying in the NFC. Like, I never know how I feel about Matt Stafford. Like, he'll throw for 5,000 yards, but... I think can... Stafford is a bit underrated and has been just sort of 
you just know, on a terrible franchise. He's like over with a bad franchise. Yeah. And underrated at the same time, I feel. Agreed. Yeah. Though um, I can do anytime I come across the video of uh, when his like arm socket pops out, but he goes back in. Have you guys seen this video before? Yeah. Oh, I it's the so, best. Maybe. It's against the Browns. He's like crying because it hurts so bad, but he's like, I can go in and throw the ball and he like goes in and throws the touchdown pass. And then he's just like, I can't feel my arm. Oh dude, that guy, he, uh, he gained some, some tough points that day. <laughs> yeah. I think I he, mean, uh, go ahead. But uh, I, I hope he goes to the Niners, not to the Colts. <laughs> right. Either way. My point is that either the Colts or the Texans, the Colts are going to get an upgrade at quarterback because Phillip Rivers, you know, regardless of what you think of him, he had a pretty good season last year, but he's also, I mean, he's Phillip Rivers. He didn't do like fantastic. A starting quarterback that's in the league that played last year is going to be the starting quarterback on the Colts next year. They're not going to draft someone to be their starter. So you're already going to get an established NFL quarterback back in our division to take over for the Colts. The Texans, I don't know. They, they could end up with a rookie quarterback, depending on what they do with Deshaun Watson and get trade value. So it's kind of giving up Phillip Rivers for another, I would say, like a 10 to 16 quarterback. Yeah, the Colts are doing a very – like if they do another veteran quarterback, a very like – odd approach like instead of you know getting your guy and grooming them like just keep signing old guys for a year or two well i don't know they don't have the receivers but outside of receivers they have like every other piece on that team you know true Mm -hmm. they don't Um, like waste it on trying to find some young guy and hoping and wishing uh well that actually is uh almost a segue so (laughs) segue because uh um last week we talked a little bit about some of the things we got wrong but there was an episode when we, all three of us, predicted every team to make the playoffs. Oh, shit. And who would win each division and who would go to the Super Bowl and who would win the Super Bowl. And we had some terrible takes, all of but us. But I, <laughs> I assumed mine were perfect. Are you saying uh, months no ago before the season we were wrong about something? We recorded this episode, episode seven. I don't remember what the title was. Uh, right before the very first game of the NFL season and made these predictions. And I'm going to reveal to you what we thought then, okay? We made seven episodes before the season even started? Yeah. We were My very God. We were <laughs> yeah, we were. It was also the start of COVID and we had nothing yeah, to do. We had nothing to do. That's why we started this in the first place. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, refresh me, Shimmer. What all teams made the playoffs first? Uh, quick okay. list and then tell me how accurate we were. Well, how about I just uh, – we'll go through it and I'll tell you um, where By we By the were. way, episode seven was called The Football Awakens. <laughs> oh, nice. We're still doing the Star Wars theme back then. Yeah, for Star- anyone that wants yeah. to go back and Good listen. Time. Star Wars we'll go back, forever. Check out our other pods, godhakesjags at gmail.com. <laughs> Jonas. I'm always sorry. I'm always looking uh, at the email. Okay. So we'll start with Sean. Uh, and we'll start in the AFC. Sean correctly chose that the Titans would win the AFC South and therefore make the playoffs. In the AFC East. Sean unfortunately picked the Patriots to win the East and also to make the playoffs, which did not occur. In fact, Sean stated, Cam Newton is going to go ham. (laughs) Cam Newton. (laughs) Sean predicted the Ravens would win the AFC North. Uh, They were a wild card team. Uh, They did not win the AFC North. Um, And they made it to the playoffs. The AFC North was won by the Steelers. Uh, Every one of us picked the Chiefs to win the AFC West, and all three of us were correct. Uh, The the remaining wildcard teams uh, for Sean in the AFC were the Texans, who did not make the playoffs. No, they didn't. The Steelers, who did. And, of course, your Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) 
<laughs> Who were the worst team in the NFL? <laughs> On to Patrick. Patrick I regret in nothing. The, in the AFC. Uh, he picked the Chiefs to win, uh, obviously. The Ravens to win the North. They made the playoffs but did not win the North. The Texans to win the South. They did not make the playoffs. And the Patriots to win the East. Did it really? So did not make the playoffs. He did pick the Steelers and the Bills, who made the playoffs. Okay. But he also picked the Raiders to make the playoffs. Uh. In fact, Patrick on the Raiders. I do believe in Gruden. I think <laughs> he's a great coach. And Derek Carr just had a down year or two. He's a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. I stand behind it. <laughs> I All right. still stand by. The Raiders are the only team to miss the playoff three years in a row and not fire their head coach. Well, they gave him $100 million. They're pretty much stuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, Why did you have to quote me? You didn't quote Sean. I did quote Sean. I love the quotes really drive it home. I enjoy uh, it. Uh, it a couple so of fantastic, fantastic quotes uh, from just out of that episode. Sean, and I quote, the only bad thing that could happen is we get the number one pick and we have to take Trevor Lawrence. I'm on my Trevor Lawrence hate train. Total 180. Patrick stated, I don't trust us to use Trevor Lawrence the right way. I still stand behind. Reasonable the wrong way? Put him, like, play him as a linebacker? Yeah, put him as a mascot. Okay. Uh, me in the AFC, the wild uh, or the AFC East. I'm the only person who correctly picked the Bills. Uh, however, I stated I don't think Josh Allen is a very good quarterback. So, <laughs> <laughs> in the AFC North, I picked the Ravens. Uh, they did not win. The Steelers won. I picked the Chiefs. And in the South, I picked Indy. However. I picked the Steelers and the Titans, and the only team I got incorrectly was the Patriots because somehow the Browns made the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On to the NFC. Sean uh, correctly picked the Seahawks to win their division, correctly picked the Packers to win their division, and correctly picked the Saints to win their hey. division. Wow. He did pick the Cowboys to win the East, uh, which he got incorrect. Hey, to be fair, Dak Prescott, man, he went down like week four, and he was still like leading the league in passing until like week eight or something. Yeah. Uh, that is correct. Um, in the wild card, Sean picked the Eagles, Atlanta, uh, and Atlanta. Uh, the Bucks. Hey, there we However, go. However, Sean initially left the Bucks off from making the playoffs entirely until we got to his Super Bowl pick and he saw that he had picked the Bucks, so he took out his initial pick of the Vikings. Smart choice. Hey, it's never too Wait. late to make a good decision. Oh, our first uh, Patrick, was <laughs> I was just holding Patrick pick the Vikings were going to make the Super no, he picked the uh, he picked the Bucks to make the Super Bowl. We'll get there. Um, on to Patrick. Okay, Patrick uh, picked the Cowboys to win the East. They did not make the playoffs. He picked the 49ers to win the West. They did not make the playoffs. He did pick the Packers and the Saints correctly to win the respective divisions. He also picked the Seahawks to make the playoffs. However, he picked the Vikings and the Lions. To make the playoffs. Did I really? <laughs> After Patrick said he picked the Lions, Sean said if he's right, he's going to look really good at the end of the season and he can shove it in our face. To which Patrick replied, Yeah, I'm going to shove it all up in there. <laughs> to which I replied, I think at the end of the season, Patrick will want to go back in time and pick a different team. <laughs> I swear I picked the Rams. Uh, you did not. It's literally uh, a recorded. Okay, so uh, on to me. On episode picked, seven, by the way, if anyone wants to get a listen. I picked the Eagles. I correctly picked the Seahawks. Correctly picked the Packers and Saints. I also picked the Bucks uh, to make the playoffs. But I too picked the Vikings and the 49ers, who did not 
um, the final rankings for playoff predictions. In third place is Patrick with seven out of 14 teams. What? <laughs> In second place is Sean with eight out of 14, but kind of 15 teams because he forgot the Bucks. And <laughs> in first is yours truly with an astounding 10 out of 14. Oh my God. Correctly predicted. Astounding okay. is a strong word. Astounding. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, on to our Super Bowl predictions. Sean picked the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. However, he picked the Ravens to go and the Ravens to win. Oh. Campbell touchdown at the end. I really thought uh, I, pick, I thought I picked the Chiefs, man. No, no, no. Shimmer, myself, I picked Green Bay versus the Chiefs. Patrick told me this was the first matchup of the Super Bowl ever, and Green Bay won. So I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Patrick picked the Chiefs versus the Seahawks, and he had the Seahawks winning. So every one of us got a team correctly. Uh, however, I'm the only one who has the chance of getting the right Super Bowl winner. Um, okay, so that's all the uh, uh, picks that we have. But my favorite part of this entire episode was Sean saying he's writing all of this down on a sheet of paper at the end of the year to see who is most accurate. <laughs> and none of us caught on to the fact that we were literally recording ourselves and writing it down is completely <laughs> unnecessary. And also, Sean lost the paper immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> I could, I don't know what, I wrote it down, I don't remember writing it down. Yeah, I immediately probably threw that paper away. <laughs> I probably didn't even throw it away, it just None kind of, of us you know. thought the fact that we're recording everything we said, we don't need to write, you know? Well, because uh, I, I texted in our group chat, I was like, oh, I think I called the Chiefs and Bucks, which apparently was wrong, I said Ravens Bucks. But I, I did go back. I went and tried to like listen towards the end of the first two episodes and I couldn't find us talking about it. So I just gave up. I had no idea it wasn't until episode seven. Like what um, the I fuck were we talking at, about for the first six episodes? Your little reviews to see. And then that's how I figured it out. I looked at those and none of them gave me, I don't, I don't write good reviews. some predictions. Oh, uh, that was it. And I think it I just gave up. So I'm glad that uh, you did the extra work. Uh, yes. Um, all right. So y'all ready to go into the game? Super Bowl time. Super Bowl time. Chiefs versus Bucks. Chiefs versus Bucks. First, First time ever Bucks. a team has played in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Sucks that COVID kind of fucked it up, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My, uh, cousin-in-law. I don't have to get on a plane. I think that's what it's called. My cousin-in-law lives down there and he's a big Bucks fan. So. That's been fun. I've touched on the Watching fact that my brother excited. is a Bucks fan. So. Oh, yeah. What's I, up with that? Born and raised know, here. I don't know. We'll get him on the pod and we'll ask him. That motherfucker. I haven't seen your also, brother. Also, I saw – yeah, this would be a great time to, <laughs> to see him again. I saw that the uh, Chiefs are wearing red, which they wore last year when they won, and the Buccaneers are wearing white but the only time they've ever won the Super Bowl, they were wearing red. Yeah, it looks like they're doing their white because that's what they've – they just won three games in a row this year wearing the white. Though I feel like using the old Super Bowl uniforms would have been cool, but it's convenient for them because, you know, like Super Bowl alternates like AFC versus NFC. It's like in charge. They get to like pick the jerseys and they get to pick, you know, if they want like the nicer locker rooms and it's the NFC year. So that's kind of nice that like, you know – the Bucks get to have their own like if it was an AFC year and the Bucks had to use the away locker rooms in their own stadium, that'd have been like really fucked up. I was wondering about that. I, I thought it was like whoever had the most best overall record gets quote unquote the home team, but no, I they forgot just, that they alternate. Yeah, yeah. so that like, would be hilarious if the Buccaneers had to like go to their other locker room, dude. If, if Brady, I was on the team, that I would take a shit in Brady's locker, <laughs> dude. Or just Brady like would have been like, "What the fuck, Mahomes? Like, don't yeah, put any of I would have like any sugar in my like, locker room. Some balls into his locker or something. Uh, all right, we are running out of time, and none of us are doing a third Zoom call. So, are you guys ready? We're gonna do a little different game this week because it's not really a game, and we're just gonna make a wager. Okay, so. 
what we're going to do is I have a list of 10 bets, mostly prop bets about the Super Bowl. And all three of us are going to put down 10 bucks on our own version of it. And any of us win, we can split that money on a 10 uh, bet parlay on the Super Bowl. Are you guys ready to play? Yeah, so I'm going to tell you stuff, and you're going to write it down. I'm going to Venmo you money, down, and then and you're going to put, put the bets in. And so you don't have to write it down. We're recording yeah, it. Yeah, we're we recording it. You don't even have to yeah, write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lawyer, man. It. I have to find it on the episode, or if I have it on a sheet of paper, which I won't lose like Sean, because I'm a little It's a deep burn. <laughs> All right, go. I'm ready. All right. Uh, my phone just locked me out. Okay, so... The first bet is what color will the Gatorade shower be? Will it be orange? Will it be yellow, green, or lime? Reddish, red or pink, purple or blue? I'm gonna go yellow, green, lime. All right, we got a yellow, green, lime for Patrick. you can uh, explain or not explain. Sean, up to you. <laughs> well, yeah, oh yeah. Lime. Lime's the classic. I don't know how Lime. to explain. I feel like that's like the most generic. Yeah. And I don't know. Patrick Mahomes strikes me as a yellow-green lime guy. All right. I say go with your guts. This is the most researched one I have done, by the way. Just for uh, shits and giggles, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs last year had an orange flavored uh what uh, who the fuck is drinking orange gatorade uh uh, giving you a little heads up i'm predicting them to win and therefore i think that's the team's drink color of choice so i am picking orange all right the next question heads or tails what will the coin flip be sean you first i mean you know i could go heads but you know, I got a 50-50 shot you could could, also go tails could be tails could just lift land on the side I'm 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 going. I like to live dangerously, so I'm going opposite of tails never fails. I'm going heads. Wow. Okay, Patrick. Uh, I'm gonna stick with heads also for some reason. That's my explanation. Whew. I wanted to go heads too, but I feel like one of us needs to go tails. Fuck it. I have to go tails just because I don't want us to be out at the coin flip. <laughs> you sound like you know what you're doing, so I'll trust you. Yeah, I you're just, our, you know, stonks expert. We have 100% one of us gets that right. Okay. Uh, the national anthem, will it be over under two minutes, three seconds? What the fuck? Who's three singing? seconds? I forgot. Someone I hadn't heard. <laughs> All right, Sean, I'm going to look it up. You go. Uh, I mean, you know, it's been a rough year for America covid political stuff i feel like we need a lot of you know we're, we're coming back as a nation so i think we're gonna sh- we're gonna really draw it out this year so i'm taking going over over like two two thirty okay patrick okay so jasmine sullivan and eric church have been announced as a performer a double who uh, for the national anthem um i don't know who these people are so that does not change my decision sean what did you say over Yes. Mm-hmm. I like your reasoning that, like, there's going to be lots of, like, videos. <laughs> Y'all have answered the it. same exact one, by the way, so far. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, my heart is my heart. I'm going to yeah. go, go with it. over. Go with it. All right. Uh, I am going with the under, just to protect us. Uh, <laughs> Patrick and Sean will answer everyone. Like said, you're the <laughs> smart man. You're the one asking us. Yeah. I think uh, this is a serious bet, by the way. Uh, we are probably going to run out of time. But anyway. This is a serious bet. Uh, you can actually bet on this. Will the weekend, who is performing at halftime, test positive for COVID before the Super Bowl? <laughs> yes or no? I mean, he might, but the NFL is not going <laughs> to say shit. So as far as, like, performing goes. Overwhelmingly, odds are on no, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, the answer is no. The NFL will hush that up. Patrick? Oh. I love that. This is a real bet. That's a real thing. Oh, my God. Uh, I, yeah, I'm going to say no for the odds. All right. I, I got to go no, too, on this one. Uh, Do you think that they'll get a weekend, like, impersonator? And I think then they would the just weekend? get a different – I don't know. 
anything about this guy except for he has like one new popular song that sounds like an 80s song a shit ton of popular songs but dude like, the ladies love it i only know about I like him because i know because like the, you know, the past he's working all, for it <laughs> all of the the playoffs they like you know they advertise him they only play that one song of his so he it's might like have other newest, songs most recent song yeah but they play it's the only one they play Dude. They don't play a single other one, so I only know that one song. I guarantee you Molly loves The Weeknd. All right. On to bet number five. Will Tom Brady throw an interception? Yes or no? No, he will not. He just got done throwing three. He's like, Brady's not going to let that shit happen again. I'm going to say yes. Patrick with a, a rare, different answer than Sean <laughs> saying yes. Okay, we finally uh, have some exposure to multiple answers. This is going to help our odds, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to okay, also... Okay, I understand now. Yes. <laughs> Brady does throw an interception. Uh, the Chiefs defense is pretty much the same one as last year. I just, I think they get him. Uh, okay. Question number six, will there be a successful two-point conversion? Ooh. A successful two-point conversion. Yeah, I'm going to say yes because um, I think that one team will probably be ahead at the end of the game and the team will have to catch up and uh, go for two to, to catch up. So, yes. Yes. Sean. You know, it's last game of the season. Can't hold anything back. I think we're going to be going for a couple two-point conversions. We got two very ballsy head coaches. So, yes, I do think there will be. All right. Both Patrick and Sean pick the same one again. Uh, I will go no just because – you have double – I mean, if you think about it, not only does there have to be a two-point conversion, they also have to get it. So, you're, you know, the odds are definitely against it. I'm going no to the two-point conversion. Question number seven, will the game go to overtime? Yes or no? Sean. No. Patrick says no. Sorry. <laughs> Sean. My man was confident. Uh, no. I also agree. Wasn't – I think the Patriots-Falcons was the only – Overtime game ever? So, yeah, it doesn't seem to happen a lot. So, nope, not happening. Someone's, someone's going to win. Once again, two correct same answers. Win, yes. uh, both Patrick and Sean said no. Changing my answer, going yes. Yes to overtime. See, that's the one I understand that, like, you want to play, like, the odds and you have to decide who is he. Uh, you the know, odds you have to are have to... definitely in favor of no. Uh, right, but like you have to cover your bases. But I mean, like, all there's only been one like, Super Bowl to uh, go to overtime. Shimmer's just the the safety net. I'm just sure. gonna if there's two of the same one, I'm just going to pick the opposite. <laughs> okay, because why not? Uh, team to score first: Kansas City or Tampa Bay. I will say the Buccaneers. I feel like a lot of playoff games, uh, the Chiefs usually aren't super hot in the first quarter, and then they get cash on fire. So I think the Bucks will score first. Mm. I want to say the Chiefs are going to score first um, kind of for that reason. that They're going to know that they're going to have to score to keep ahead in this game. So, Chiefs. I agree with Patrick. Uh, I think Chiefs are going to win this game. So, uh, Chiefs it is. Question number nine. Patrick Mahomes over under two and a half passing touchdowns. Hmm. You'd have to have three. Um, it's a good one. It's a good one. I'm thinking. Over. Yep. Over. I'm going over. I just had a vision, so I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. My vision was the Bucks defense getting a lot of pressure, but him hitting, like, someone in the flat 
like over <laughs> and over again, and that's mm-hmm. going to turn into a touchdown. Yeah. I think I'm taking the under. Ooh. Like this is being hyped so much as like the best quarterback Super Bowl ever that I feel like it's inevitably going to be a letdown or something or be lower scoring. So I'll take the under. It's a pretty good quarterback matchup, though. I will say that. It's yeah. It's easily gonna be like the most watched thing in American history. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's like because everyone's inside franchise versus the greatest player ever. I mean, like you know, it's mm-hmm. it's made for TV. Okay, uh, Chad finally, Penny versus Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, that's so ironic. <laughs> it's it is very beneficial to be uh, a former starting Jaguar quarterback to have him as your backup, like Brunel, uh, Lethwich. Whoever is the <laughs> wins this week, right? They were all backups in one Super Bowl. So, um, yeah. So, Mark <laughs> Brunell just got a head coaching job. Byron Leftwich is in the Super Bowl. Blaine Gabbert is in the Super Bowl. Chad Henney is in the Super Bowl. Holy shit. Fournette is in the Super Bowl. Blake Bortles is ripping six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doing construction. Uh, all right. Finally, the last question. A very obvious question Who's going to win? On to Sean first. I would assume I know your answer based on our text this week. He's, he's inevitable. You can't stop him. He's coming for number seven, Tom Brady. He's adding to the gauntlet. Thomas Thanos Brady. Uh, <laughs> ooh, Sean, uh, Patrick actually got that reference. Good for you, Patrick. All right. <laughs> yeah, you said like the one of the most famous characters in one of the biggest <laughs> movies of like the last five never years. Seen a single one. You no, I haven't. But he watched like Iron said, Man two. Thank you much. He watched oh, wait, Iron Man this two. This isn't for me. After Iron Man two, it's I obviously a huge one. deal because I know yeah. about it. You're too good for it. All right, Patrick. I'm not. Who? I'm not good enough. Whatever. Just pick uh, pick, pick a team. Who's I'm gonna, gonna win say? The Chiefs are going to win. Are, are we doing scores? No, I decided to do this money line. That's where you just pick who's going to win. The odds are a little okay. lower, but we've already got nine other bets we'll get wrong. So let's, let's go, Chiefs. <laughs> I, too, I think I said it before, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I picked it uh, in episode seven about eight months ago. Uh, I still believe it. Still got a shot. Um, hopefully, we win several uh, thousand dollars but i have no idea what the odds are but uh can you break this down again how this works so like we give you ten dollars but because we're placing it on ten different bets explain we have to get every single one right all ten of those questions i just asked you if you only win if you get all ten but because you have to get all ten all of their odds are multiplied together it's called a parlay so, so basically you bet less to win way more. But because we all bet three different – we had three different answers. We're each going to put one in, and if any of ours hit, we okay. money. Yeah. So <laughs> one of us has to get all ten right. Yes. Bingo. If not, we lose ten bucks. Gotcha. But if we win, that, hopefully that we get a couple That was just for hundred. anyone out there listening the, who didn't understand. The profit you would make – would be dependent on what you chose because there are odds for each answer, right? If one's more likely to happen, you get less money. And we'll be talking odds and betting and stocks <laughs> on our new podcast. Uh, God hates Do- Dogecoin. Dogecoin. I don't God know God loves Dogecoin. He does. Dogecoin to the moon. Stocks uh, hate Jags. So anytime we can bring betting into the pod, I'm down for it. I'm all we about, I love gambling some money. <laughs> I want to bet a hundred dollars on Deshaun Watson, but, but but Shimmer won't take my bet. So uh, what? Traded? I agree, he gets traded. All I was trying to say is that the Texans' smartest move would to be say no, Deshaun. Uh, sit for four years if you want. Right. Uh, we have all the control. You know, he'll play or he won't get paid. That's what contracts are. <laughs> no team to ever do it. But I get it. You don't want like a terrible locker room. Um, but locker room, locker room. He'll eventually play. And if they win, he'll get over it. This shit happened with Kobe years ago. He wanted a trade, demanded a trade. They're like, nah, Kobe. And he stayed. And then they got Paul Gasol and won championships again. It was fine. 
Or Deshaun Watson's back will hurt. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, probably. His back's going to flare I'm up. I'm very happy he's going to leave our division. Okay. Yeah, get out of here. As am I. Yes. Hey, go, to, we, go to the if, Jets. <laughs> if we win our bet, are we going to get a nice steak dinner after COVID? Uh, hundreds of dollars? Or Let's make I this just, promise. Look, look, all right. if, if we win our bet, we hypothetically win. Like, what's the minimum you think we would win, Shimmer? On 10 of these? Um, I don't know, 400, 500 bucks. We'll know by, like, next Monday morning. Well, like I said, they're dependent on what we each pick. Um, But I'll try and put it in this weekend and tell us each what we could make if one of us wins. If if we win 500 bucks, we'll get some God Hates Jags uh, t-shirts. I'm cool with that. Okay. And then we'll invest the rest into GameStop. That's that's fine. Whatever, hold, dude. Hold the line. <laughs> we're holding, and now we're buying. One of these days, Patrick is going to enjoy things that other people enjoy. <laughs> I, I enjoy lots of things. Sure. sure whatever you say. Of course you do. Just as well, long as no one else likes it. As long as <laughs> you enjoy recording podcasts with us, that's, that's all I need from you. I do. Yeah. I very much enjoy this. All uh, right. So we got the bets in. Shimmer's going to go place those. Uh, we're going to be hundredaires soon. So we got some money coming in. So that means the next podcast might sound better. Who knows? It finally be profitable, boys. Yeah. We'll get some merch. We'll get some better equipment. We might get real fancy real soon. I'll have we're enough money to... profit status. Yeah, true. I'll be able to buy followers on Twitter. I think that's a thing, buying social media. We're not doing that. So... Although we could get a couple cameos with that money. Oh, we could. Yo, the cameos, have been, there's so many now. I think, like, Fred Taylor was on. Can so we get Herb? Is we he could, still on there? I think he suspended his because he's, you know, a coach again. So. Probably a good call. Probably a good call. Well, yeah. We'll get – imagine, like, being hired by, like, uh, like, a Titans fan to say, like, Jags suck, and he has to, like <laughs> – yeah, he just can just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I know. But, like, in a world where you have to do it, it's yeah. like they pay you and he had to, oh, my God, that'd be horrible. But, yeah, I'm excited for this. So, uh, next time we all get on, we'll have a, a Super Bowl winner. We can talk about that. And we'll be going into the uh, season finale. There'll be, you know, the last bit of the 2020 season to talk about. So, I hope the Bucks win because I want my money to come in to me. And I'm very excited for that. I'm going for this. Besides your money, how do you personally feel? I like the Bucks. I mean, I like, like, Tom Brady is such the GOAT. I enjoy him just, like, I want him to win so many. I want him to win, like, ten more Super Bowls. But he's already the GOAT. I know. I, I just, I got to the point where I just enjoy how good he is. And I'm just like, just win more. Just keep going, dude. It's, ridi- it's ridiculous that you're 43 and you might win another Super Bowl. So I want to see how far he can push it. I want him to play till 50. I want to sure. watch him he said 45, I think die he on the field. Uh, he's not retiring even if he wins this one. Oh, he's going, baby. No, he thinks he can go back even no matter what. Run yeah. it back. Honestly, Why not? Anybody could. Apparently, he was like the best deep ball passer. You know what I saw? For most of the year. Uh, Tom Brady has been to the – uh, conference championship 14 times the next most is joe montana at seven keep in mind this is his 21st season so that means for 66 percent of the time that he's played he's gone to the conference championship at least and this is his 10th super bowl which means half the time he goes half to the, the time bowl. he's played and then he's half of the- that time he wins so basically you have like a 30% chance of winning the Super Bowl if Tom Brady's your quarterback. 60% of the time he goes, he wins uh, every time. I don't know That's if that it. math adds up. No, but. I don't know. I was doing a lot of that on the fly. But, yeah. uh, but the, fact, the stats were correct. That's good enough. Um, I'll take that for Trevor. He's the GOAT. There was one of the – I heard that was a bet, how many times they say GOAT, but I couldn't find it. So I wanted to pick ones we could actually pick. Once. That's a good one. They're going to say it one time. There's another one. It was like, uh, how many times did they show Giselle? And it was only two. I was like, Giselle's going to be on there like 12 times. I would have gone all over the over on that one. Oh, yeah. That's free <laughs> ratings right there. Beautiful woman. Go. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about? I'm stopping this. We, yeah, it's time to go. 
We've gone off the rails. <laughs> it's bedtime. It's okay. time to go. I got to go invest some more money. Uh, guys. I'm going to go watch Avengers. Hey, my hey. man. Well, but but first He's you have lying, to watch you like have it. to watch Iron Man 3 and Captain America first Avenger and Winter Soldier and Thor before you watch Avengers. Yeah. All right, Just I'm going to the chronological Marvel Cinematic Universe. All right, I'll start in order. Oh, you're the man. I, we'll I believe see you in in, a, in about 4 months. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go rewatch my WandaVision. All right, gentlemen. I'll see you after the Super Bowl. Lighter!